we celebrate and we remember what is called Christ the King Sunday. This is traditionally the week before the first Sunday of Advent, and it's a time to remember as followers of Jesus who Christ is in our lives. Next week, we begin Advent. It's a time of preparation for Jesus' birth. And so this week, we are reminded the impact that that birth has on our lives. Why Christmas is such an important day of celebration. Our scripture reading for today is from the letter to the Ephesians and is read by Andrew Kubek. Take a listen. Today's reading is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. Since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, this is the reason that I don't stop giving thanks to God for you when I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation that makes God known to you. I pray that the eyes of your heart will have enough light to see what is the hope of God's call, what is the richness of God's glorious inheritance among believers, and what is the overwhelming greatness of God's power that is working among us believers. This power is conferred by the energy of God's powerful strength. God's power was at work in Christ, when God raised him from the dead and sat him at God's right side in the heavens, far above every ruler and authority and power and angelic power, any power that might be named not only now but in the future. God put everything under Christ's feet and made him head of everything in the church, which is his body. His body, the church, is the fullness of Christ, who fills everything in every way. Thank you, Andrew, for reading this morning's scripture. What we know as the book of Ephesians is actually a letter that is often attributed to Paul. Paul is one of the most well-known apostles or followers of Jesus in scripture. In the New Testament, the majority of the book of Acts is dedicated to sharing about Paul's ministry and the early church. Before Jesus, followers were known as Christians. Before they had churches to meet in, when they were still known as a sect of Judaism. And then much of the rest of the New Testament is comprised of these letters. Letters that are either written by Paul or are written by others on behalf of Paul. To the many communities that Paul established in his missionary journeys. In my Bible, this section of scripture is titled, Paul's Prayer. It's a prayer of thanksgiving and a prayer of intercession for the early Christians that this letter was written to. It was thanking God for them and praying to God on their behalf, that they would know God deeper and recognize God's power in their daily lives. The reason these letters are included in our holy scriptures is because as people, we haven't changed. As Christians, we haven't changed. We still need the same reminders of who God is, and we need encouragement in living life as the people of God. So centuries later, we read these letters originally intended for Jesus' followers in Ephesus, and we hear truths that hit us in our own hearts today. 
Now, it's been eight long months since the world turned upside down. Who thought that we would be sitting here, still worshiping while scattered in our homes in November? I was talking with some of the ladies from our church knitting group this past week, and I was reminded of when all of this started. And we thought that we were going to have this big regathering party for Easter. And now we're sitting here in November, and the virus is again still ravaging our communities. This next week begins the holiday season with Thanksgiving and Advent, Christmas and New Year's all coming in quick succession. This is a time of year that is commonly filled with traditions and, and expectations and excitement. Yet this year we have no idea what the next couple of months will look like. The only thing that we do know is that this holiday season is not going to look like any year prior. And so we are filled with these emotions of sadness and anger, frustration and guilt and exhaustion and stubbornness and weariness. And it's easy to allow these, these very legitimate negative feelings consume us. And it's important to acknowledge that they're real and that it's hard this year, especially hard this time of year. And yet today's scripture, it reminds us that this is not the entirety of our lived lives. Even in the midst of the hard and the sad and the weariness, there is a God who is Christ the King, whose faith, love, hope, wisdom, and power are stronger than anything else that we could ever encounter. This prayer of Paul it's my prayer to you today. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know God better, that you might know God deeper and more personally. I pray that the eyes of your heart might be enlightened focused and clear so that you can see exactly what God is calling you to do in this moment in your life and to grasp the, the immensity of this glorious way of life that God has for us as Christians. I pray that you might know the magnitude of the hope that is found in Jesus. Because if Christ really is our King— then we are not simply helpless victims. We have the incomparably great power and endless energy and boundless strength of God within us. The same power and energy and strength that raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at the right hand of God the Father in heaven. If Christ is our King, then we are conduits of his redemptive power. And nothing, not unemployment or poverty or cancer or war or terrorism or COVID, nothing can break God's powerful bond with us through Christ the King. 
We are not helpless victims. We are children of the one true king. We are children of Christ. And today's scripture reminds us that that Christ is the one in charge of running the entire universe. Everything from galaxies to governments and no name, no power is exempt from Christ's rule. This isn't just for the time being either. This was written to those people in Ephesus centuries ago, and this is forever. It's now and forever this is true. Christ is in charge of it all and has the final word on everything. And that means that there is no power on earth that is sovereign and and deserves our ultimate obedience. There's no government no political party, no economic system or company or person, no matter how principled or well-intentioned they are, they do not deserve our obedience. All of our idols, they collapse into rubble at the feet of Christ. My prayer for you today is that You don't simply know that with your mind, but that it sinks down. This knowledge sinks down and it dwells within your heart. So that you know at this moment, wherever you find yourself during the week, that you are a part of the church that you know this truth, that you are a part of Christ's body of believers in which God speaks and acts and fills everything with Christ's presence here in this world. My prayer for you is that even as we continue eight months later to live into this holy disturbance, that you will hold these truths in your heart. That as you sit at your tables this week, tables that, that you wish were filled with loved ones and gigantic turkeys and all of the fixings, that you will know that you are loved, even if it's from afar this year, and that you are not alone. And I pray that as we move into this time of Advent, of preparing ourselves for Christ, that we can be like those who dream. In this time leading up to Christmas, we as a church will look at the dreamers in Scripture, at the prophets and the psalmist, John the Baptist, Elizabeth, Mary, Joseph, Simeon, Anna, the shepherds, And the wise men. They all, in their own way, received and discovered and responded to God's dreams for this world. And so, this Advent, as we close out this crazy calendar year, we will step into that mystery and that awe that is God's dreams for this world and pray that those dreams of God shape. Our reality. I pray that for us, that we remember 
that our reality is one of suffering and struggle and sadness. Yes, it is that. And it is also a reality of faith and love and hope and God's ultimate wisdom and power that is found in Christ, our King. This is my prayer for you today. Glory to God. Amen. As we move into this time of prayer and we listen to this song, I invite you to share your joys and concerns with one another. You can share in the comments on Facebook, but just know that anything on Facebook is on the internet, so anybody can see it. And if you would like to share more privately, you can go to our website, and in the top right corner, there is a link for prayer requests. It doesn't matter how you share your requests. What matters is that we are able to be united in prayer even when we are physically apart. And since today's service is pre-recorded, I will be on Facebook Live directly following the service, and I will be praying for all of those joys and concerns that are shared during this pastoral prayer time. And so you can join me over there shortly after the service. Now let us prepare our hearts and share our joys and our concerns with one another. Longing for a Christ's reign to come among us, we come to God in prayer. As the shepherd cares for the flock, O God, you guide all things through Jesus, whom you have exalted over all creation as king. Hear the prayers we offer in his name for the creation he cherished and that you entrust to us. Sovereign of all, we realize that we often fail to notice you in the least members of your family. We pray for eyes to see you in one another and in the ones we pass by. We pray for ears that hear your cry in the needs of those around us. 
May we feed the hungry, clothe the naked, comfort the sick, visit the imprisoned, care for the lonely, for love of them and out of our love for you. O Lord our God, in this season of turmoil and pain, there are many known to us and countless known only to you who suffer in body, mind, and spirit yearning to be sought out and cared for with compassion. We pray that those who are far off would be gathered close and welcome home. We ask that the injured have their wounds bound. We lift up to you the grief-stricken and those who cannot quiet their fears and worries. Give rest to all who are weary and worn through the stresses of this prolonged pandemic. Heal the ones who are hurting that we name before you. Hold them close to you in love. Grant them hope and assurance of your ever-constant presence. God, who reigns over all, bring peace to every place where conflict rages. End the sinful divisions among us and between us and usher in your reign of unity and reconciliation. Release us from the systems of oppression and prejudice and restore our capacity to see your image in those whose dignity we have stripped away ruler of our lives. We ask for wisdom and courage to participate in the outpouring of your compassion on the world you so love. Even as we recognize the great needs and the deep hurt around us and within us, we know too the joy of your sure presence, the gift of life, and all the blessings you bestow upon us. We give you our thanks for the beauty of a sunset, the love of family and friends, the pleasure of music, the enjoyment of daily bread. We ask your blessing upon us as we celebrate Thanksgiving. Our gatherings will be different this year, but may we be grateful for the grace amid the hard, for all you have given to us and the love between us, whether we are gathered or scattered. As we look in hope to what will be, may we trust that you are unquestionably Lord of all, and that Christ is indeed King. Receive all these our prayers in the name of Jesus, our Savior and Sovereign, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. 
Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go, Go in, in peace, peace not, not in pieces. pieces. Amen. Yeah.